Hey folks, this is Tyler Not Gregson from Chasers of the Light, and you are listening to the Signal Fire Podcast, the show that dives into life, the universe, poetry, and just about everything else. As always, there's a lot more info on tylernot.com, and we would love to see you there. Now, on with the show. Well, good after morning. I guess good not after morning. Good pre-noon. Good early morning. I don't know. It's July 23rd. We're almost done with the month of July, which is insane to me. It's flown. It has absolutely flown by. And uh, we got a special one today. It's called Tell Me You'll Live Now. And I don't want to give too much away about it. I just want to dive into it. But it does start with a poem. And that poem, maybe I'll just read the poem to you first, even though it's long. I'll read you the poem. Let's just do it. It's July 23rd. It's about living now. Here's the poem. I think it was, I can't remember what typewriter series it was, but it was a long time ago. But here we go. Why do we wait for catastrophes and hard to mention tragedies? Why do we wait for unimaginable atrocities and unfixable maladies to do the things we'd wish we'd done or say the things that live so long on the tips of our tongues that they planted roots and our taste buds are blooming? Why do we wait for the afterthought, the glance back from too far forward, the point of no return to wish we could? Why do we wait? And what the hell are we waiting for? Death? Sickness? The beds that adjust their backs so we can see the hospital television just a bit better? For the veins to rise in our arms and the backs of our hands in ways only old age can deliver? Are we waiting for an accident? For an excuse? For a giant push from a giant force? What are we waiting for? Moments drip past us like grains of sand when we sit on the beach, aimlessly dipping our hand into them, because why not? We have an entire shoreline to play with, until we do not, until we look down and see the ocean has swept all the sand away, and all we're left with is the handful we grabbed before it did. What value each grain has then, what perfect value, how safe we would hold them. All I know to say, my love, is the sea has come and we hold the shore in our hands. What are we waiting for? I spilled a secret of epic proportions in last week's signal fire, that time travel was real, that it exists now, and that you can enjoy it now if you can afford the insane price hikes that the airline industry has been plagued over the last few years. I spoke about how travel makes us children in the world again. And in turn, you beautiful souls responded, some in comments, some in personal emails about the subject. You spoke of the desire not only to travel to the places you've always wanted to go. You told me about the things holding you back from the going, but also of the other things closer to home you always wished you would have done. And all of this got me thinking about you, yes, but about those I know in my own life that have always had a hankering to disappear into some great adventure, but just haven't done so yet. It made me sad, this. And as I've gotten older and older, I've seen just how much we don't always have the time we think we have left to do all the things we want to do, and how we should stop waiting for some tragedy, some catastrophe, to finally take the leaps we were born for taking. You've heard the stories. I've told a few here about the people who plan some grand adventure for some day in the future. When I retire, they say, when the kids are off on their own, say others, we'll go when there's a little more financially secure, some say, and believe it with all their hearts. Next year, I promise, next year, repeated annually until the first year to make such declarations or a decade in the past. You have heard the, per- the people with dreams about doing certain jobs, taking up certain hobbies, making certain phone calls, risking the failure to achieve something more. 
Then comes the standstill. And I offer no judgment on the why of why we end up standing still, but we do. And so often, so terrifyingly often, it takes a tragedy an aforementioned catastrophe or a brush with the end of ourselves to snap into bright focus what truly matters. The question remains, why do we wait for tragedy, for atrocity, for near-death experiences, to do what we want to do, to see what we want to see, and say what we should have already said? <clears throat> what is it in us, innate in our humanity, that is so adept at convincing the voice inside that it's wrong, that it should shush itself into silence, and that somehow we, the second voice screaming louder than the whisper eternal, actually know better. How can we watch others endure their own brushes with mortality, only to emerge transformed on the other side with a vigor renewed and surging, and then think the same lessons don't apply to us, too? It must be a trait unique to human beings, one not shared by others in the animal kingdom, for I know so few species that are so slow to learn from their mistakes and the mistakes of others. We watch suffering, <clears throat> understand the ramifications of an action, or in this case an inaction, and we feel empathy for those afflicted. We sit, don't we, and listen to the stories they tell, so they're pleading that we don't follow in those unfortunate footsteps. We nod our heads solemnly and promise we will not. Not me, say we. We'll grab by the bull by the horns and reassure them. We will live our life while we've got life to live. Then again comes the standstill. Then comes the great holding pattern on the runway of our lives. Only when something comes crashing down in front of us, only when our own plane is on fire, do we move, do we take flight, hoping the rainfall will extinguish that burning. As the poem above mentions, typewriter series number 288, written so many years ago, we sit on the shorelines of our lives and watch as moments drip through our hands like grains of sand. We tell ourselves we have an entire beach to spare, no need to fret, not yet forgetful lot we humans and one day we look down and realize that while we were waiting the ocean came as it always will and stole so much of our beach from beneath us how precious that handful becomes when it's the last of it all that sand is our time and our time is always running out some falling from our fingertips some siphoned back to the sea by waves that lull us with their song i am not an alarmist <clears throat> not by any stretch but after the months we've just come through Hell, after the years of pandemic and loss on such a monumental scale, how have we not all learned the lesson that life has always been trying to teach us? The time is what matters. It's the only currency of value on this entire screwed-up planet. We work ourselves to the osteoporosis-weakened bone far beyond any reasonable point. We sit in desks at jobs we hate. We make empty promises that we'll do the things, go to the places, see the people, and instead stay. So often, we stay. I asked in the poem, and I ask again now, what are you waiting for? An accident? A giant push from a giant force? I ask you, and I'll hope you'll answer. I hope we can start a giant dialogue where we support one another. What is it you're waiting to do, to see, to say? And what are you waiting for? What is holding you back? Why not yet? And most importantly, how can we help? Then, when the dust settles and we've listened to one another, just tell me you'll not wait. Tell me you will live now, right this very now. Tell me so. The haiku. <clears throat> tell me you'll not wait, not put it off for later. Tell me you'll live now. 
I really do want to start a dialogue on this. And so I hope uh, all of you will chime in, will ring in and will tell me what is it you want to do and what is it you're waiting for? I would really love to hear this and I think we can help each other a lot. So let's talk, let's do it, dive in. And if you're not able to comment, hop behind the little, the little community wall and join us because we need more voices. We need more diversity in the voices. We need more people just talking and that could be you. It's $5 a month and I swear to God, Goodness gracious, it's worth it. I love y'all. Have a rad week. I will see you next Sunday. This beautiful signal fire intro and outro music was graciously provided by my best buddy, Gregory Allen Isakov. If you're not yet listening, you're missing out. Head to GregoryAllenIsakov.com for more. Thanks, buddy. I love you.